The Level Down Games podcast for December 14th, 2020 is presented by leveldowngames.com. On with the show. Sitting alone in a quiet room, this is the Level Down Games Podcast. Welcome home. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me this week, well, it's, it's actually just me. We're going to be doing a solo episode of the Level Down Games Podcast this week, and we'll see how things go. The beginning is going to kind of just be a monologue here. I've just got a few things to talk about before we get into the rest of the episode. But before we do that, special shout out to Midnight Playtime, of course, and Neon Dan over on Twitter at Neon Dan TV for providing the music to the Level Down Games Podcast. Go check him out over on Twitter and hit up his band camp at playtime.bandcamp.com to listen to more really excellent synthwave vibes. Uh, reason that I'm doing this one solo this week, Dan is quite busy doing some home remodeling in his kitchen and was unable to make the recording time this week. Kyle is out of town, unable to make the recording this week. And then Sean, who was planning on doing the episode with me, I was not feeling that great on Saturday when we were going to record. So we bumped it and then I just decided to do a solo episode and I think it's going to work out. So that's why the episode is the way that it is this particular week. We're going to hold off on chatting about games until next week. We have some really cool discussions planned uh, around Immortals Phoenix Rising and, of course, Cyberpunk 2077 next week on the show and whatever else we bring to the table. I know those two games will probably be presented by myself and Kyle. That still leaves Dan and Sean for the old sad anus. But for the sad anus this week, I actually just want to talk about some changes that are coming soon to the Level Down Games podcast as Longtime listeners know, as we get closer to the new year, I like to switch things up for the LDG podcast. I like to change things. I like to do new things. And one of those things that I want to do this coming up here is retire the yearly game challenge. Obviously, I struggled to complete the challenge this uh, this past year. I'm currently sitting at 87 games. Everybody else is probably going to hit their goal this year. I unfortunately will not. <laughs> I think that I'm Obviously, I set too lofty of a goal, but it's time for the game challenge to be retired and replaced with something much more fun and hopefully a segment that'll allow more people to interact with us here on the show and get involved. This particular suggestion came to us via Ryan from Ireland, who is one of our longtime listeners. We don't actually know what we're going to call this yet, but it's going to be a weekly competition centered around Nintendo Switch Online. Now, obviously, if you don't own a Nintendo Switch or you don't subscribe to Nintendo Switch Online, that will make it so that you're unable to participate in this with us each week. But if you do have a Switch and if you do have access to Nintendo Switch Online, what we're going to be doing is utilizing games from Netflix and SNESflix, you know, the, the NES version of their virtual console and the SNES version. And we're just going to be doing like time trials in things like Mario Kart or trying to see how 
fast we can beat a particular challenge or a level or whatever. We'll figure it out as we go, but it's going to be this like retro style competition that everyone should have access to because we're only going to be focusing on games that Nintendo themselves are putting on Nintendo Switch Online. So that way we know everybody has easy access that wants to participate. We're going to create a new channel in our Discord server that'll be dedicated to posting and talking about the weekly challenges, whatever they end up being. And in order to qualify for the weekly prize, whatever it ends up being, I don't know if we're actually going to give anything away or if we just be bragging rights. I have no idea. But in order for us to actually recognize the winners, you'll, of course, have to submit a screenshot of the uh, the times that you produce. So it should be fun. We'll chat about it more as we get closer to the new year. But I just wanted to let everybody know that the game challenge was going to be going away and we are going to be replacing it with something hopefully much more fun. On top of that, we'll probably clean up the podcast a little bit, maybe make the segments a bit more time constrained. That way we have room to add a few more new things. One thing I do want to do, I want to start doing a rumor report on the actual podcast, something that I used to do over on leveldowngames.com, talking about rumors weekly and things that popped up. I would still like to focus on those when we do have hot rumors to talk about, because sometimes those don't belong in the Sean Waltman lightning round or anywhere else because they are unsubstantiated and maybe not true, but they still are interesting and worth talking about because they're rumors and everybody loves rumors. <laughs> so I'd like to actually start talking about that. We have a couple jam packed weeks of the Level Down Games podcast coming up here relatively soon. On December 28th, we're going to be presenting our personal Level Down Games Awards for 2020. We'll be announcing the categories in Discord and on the podcast next week. We're going to be configuring things, Kyle and myself, and, and trying to figure out what categories we're going to be talking about and the nominees, of course. Then on January 4th, we're going to be doing our 2021 Crystal Ball prediction episode and going over the results from last year. And then everybody's favorite on January 11th, we'll be presenting another edition of Thunderdome, this time focusing on Q1 of 2021. Speaking of 2021, our Patreon is finally going to be launching after the New Year holiday celebrations. I still am not sure like what I want to do for this particular Patreon, but it is something that I, I desperately need to get launched as we move into the new year and as we really start looking forward to the future of what Level Down Games is going to be or what future LDG actually has in store for it. Patreon is is going to hopefully help us realize some of those ideas, thoughts, dreams, whatever may happen. Um, keep an eye out for that. Obviously, we'll talk about it more on the podcast and on Discord and on leveldowngames.com as well as it gets closer. But it is something that I do want to actually get off the ground. I know I've kind of talked about it this throughout the, this almost entire year uh, and then just never actually officially put it up but i do want to do that i just i'm really not sure in terms of like rewards or or what we're going to offer so should be interesting we'll see <laughs> and one other thing that i want to mention here before we get to the rest of the episode if you're listening to this particular episode then i have to assume that you are a fan of level down games because it's just me and i'm just going to be talking for who knows how long so if you're sticking around i trust that you're a fan and if you are 
I really want you to join our Discord server. There's a link in the show notes, regardless of where you're listening to us on. If there isn't, if you can't find it, reach out to me on social media. I'm at Original LDG on Twitter. That's the one I check the most. Email me, Brian at leveldowngames.com. I will send you a personal invitation to the Discord server. We want as many of our listeners out there to be in our Discord server interacting with us. We have a lot of fun in there. And the more people we can get, the better it will be. We're about to start official Level Down Games Fantasy Sports Leagues. We've talked about it before on the show. But if that's your thing, get in Discord. If you want to play fantasy sports with us, we would love to have you. We're going to be doing hockey. We're actually starting it. Hey, if you're listening to this episode, go check out Discord. We just are putting a link. It may not even be in there yet. You may have both bonus material. I don't know. I don't know the right way to say it, but <laughs> it might not actually be in there yet, depending on on what time you're listening to this episode and when this episode posts. So we're starting a fantasy hockey league. We're going to be doing that draft here soon. And that starts like at the beginning of January. We are going to be doing fantasy baseball in 2021. We're going to be doing fantasy football. We're going to be doing fantasy basketball. I know basketball is starting right now as well. Uh, we're not doing fantasy basketball for this particular season because of COVID. Um, we're, we're going to wait till next year to start that. I, hockey, I, I guess I get it. We're, we're doing it at the same time. But I, I think I'm more confident in, in hockey right now than I am in basketball. So we're, we're going to hold off on fantasy basketball. Fantasy football has been an absolute mess this year. So uh, lesson learned about pandemic and sports. <laughs> but really, if you really want to do this with us, jump into Discord. It'd be so much fun to have more people to talk fantasy sports with. And we're going to be doing fantasy video games. Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit in Discord. It was mentioned to us by one of our listeners, Sev, in Discord, uh, fantasycritic.com. We're going to create the Level Down Games League on there, and we want as many people to participate as as they want to. So if you want to play fantasy video games with us all throughout 2021, where we pick games and put them on a roster and they they score the games by how they rank on open critic i think it's anything higher than a 70 you get x amount of points anything lower than a 70 might be like negative points i'm not sure exactly how it works but they have a pretty strong ranking system that that seems to work well uh and you just go through a draft and you pick games and i, I think you run the risk of like well do i draft a game that hmm, maybe it'll get delayed will halo infinite actually release in fall 2021 and if it, it will will it actually be good is that something you want on your roster or might it get punted to 2022 which is a a very real possibility possibility and then you lose out on that spot and get zero points for that that spot i'm guessing uh it seems like it'd be a lot of fun and it'd be fun to kind of trash talk throughout the year give us more to talk about here on the level down games podcast and really the interactions is what we're really really aiming for here as we as we move into year four no guys year five of level down games being in existence this is the uh the the roadmap that jessica and i planned when we started this whole adventure back in 2016 we're seeing we're seeing things through here and 2021 is hopefully going to be a very exciting year not only in just level down games but also uh, in my in our personal lives as well uh, it can't get much worse than 2020 right and i know that now that i said that 2021 is probably going to be an absolute disaster but anyway the more Moral of the story here, guys, jump in 
Discord. Don't be afraid. It's a lot of fun in there. If you're scared that we're not going to see you, if you're scared that you're going to not fit in, don't worry about that. We've got so many different personalities in there and we all just mesh so well. It's it's an absolute blast of a time. Uh, if, if you're not in there, you really should be. And Discord is an absolute free thing. But on your PC, if you don't know what Discord is, I know most people do, but some people still don't. Discord's an app you can download on your PC, install it on your phone. It's perfectly free and you join different communities and can stay connected with a fuck ton of people. It's an absolute blast. So if you're not in our Discord server yet, make sure you get in there because we are going to have some fun in 2021. But that's pretty much the agenda for what's going to be changing on the Level Down Games podcast and what's going on for Level Down Games in general. I know that this particular episode is going to be on the shorter side of things because it is a solo episode and I am, you know, I don't want to bore you with just me talking for an hour and a half. Though some of you may like that, Sev, I know you probably wouldn't mind. Uh, There are quite a few out there that would indeed mind and i and i don't want to lose listeners by doing an hour and a half long show that's just me (laughs) so we're gonna skip over the game challenge update i didn't finish anything anyway this week and i i I know for a fact i think uh, dan did i think he finished something but we'll let him actually report on his stuff next week on the show as we come to the end of the game challenge update this was week 50 next week will be week 51 But that means we normally would be kind of transitioning to the new release roulette. And we do have results to go over from last week. We talked about three games. The first one was Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. I guessed it would come in at an 82 on open critic. Kyle put five on it going over and Sean put 10 on it going under. We had 34 reviews, 80 was the official top critic average. So Sean earned himself 20 points there. Call of the Sea was next. I guessed it would come in at a 77. Kyle put 10 on it going over and Sean put five on it going dead on. We had 24 reviews, 78, the official top critic average. So Kyle earning himself 20 points and now tied with Sean. And then our third and final game was Cyberpunk 2077. I guessed it would come in at an 85. Kyle put 15 on it going over. Sean put 15 on it going over as well. And Dan put 30 on it going under. We had 59 reviews views as a time of recording 89 the official top critic average so kyle and sean earned themselves 30 points for a total of 50 each and a tie this week which means the next time that we have a normal episode which should be next week and as long as we have games releasing in the new release roulette it will be up to those two to come up with the pick of the week together and agree on it so that'll be kind of exciting i'll take pick of the week this week because i'm the only one on the show obviously but there's only one game releasing this week and it comes tomorrow tuesday to nintendo switch collection of saga final fantasy legend In celebration of the Saga series' 30th anniversary, the first three games in the series are coming to Nintendo Switch in one collection. The first Game Boy RPG to sell over a million units in the memorable first installment of the series, The Final Fantasy Legend. A title that gained popularity through its refined gameplay system and the journey through a diverse world. Final Fantasy Legend 2. A unique story that traveled across time that featured a new and an innovative character leveling system, Final Fantasy Legend 3. Experience the origins of the Saga series with the collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend, the first complete port of these hugely popular titles. 
titles. The collection includes new enhancements like high speed mode, as well as features unique to the Nintendo Switch, such as adjustable screen magnification and game screen background customization. Furthermore, this game also revives the nostalgia of playing the original by enabling vertical usage of the console after removing the Joy-Cons. Take your collection on the go with handheld mode, share your journey with your Nintendo Switch in TV mode, or remove the Joy-Cons and turn your Nintendo Switch vertically for a retro Game Boy experience. This one should be cool. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up this week. I will pick it up eventually because I do want to own this collection. I remember playing Final Fantasy Legend on the Game Boy. It is something that I would like to own. So it's uh, it, it will be something that I pick up, but not right away. It is only 20 bucks, though. So maybe, but I don't know. There's so much things to play right now. I, I really don't think I need to own this right away, but I will pick it up eventually. We're not going to go ahead and guess on this one this week because it is just me on the show. So that is clearly your pick of the week this week and also releasing this week. Uh, the only other thing this week, tomorrow, season three of Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout will release. That is the winter themed update for the game, which should be relatively fun. The main reason that I wanted to produce this episode still with a solo host this week is because I wanted to do an extended Sean Waltman lightning round because of the Game Awards last Thursday. But since it is an extended lightning round, let's kick things off with bad news. Ubisoft has delayed Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake from its previously planned release on January 21st to March 18th of 2021. This is relatively unfortunate, but there's still a lot of things coming in January, February and March. So pushing it two months, not that big of a deal. Hopefully it'll give the time to iron out some bugs or whatever maybe was happening with the uh, development of the game. I am still looking forward to this. It is something that I will play through Ubisoft Connect when it launches on March 18th. I am looking forward to it. Speaking of delays, we also found out the release timing Microsoft is planning for Halo Infinite. Originally planned to release alongside the Xbox series this past November, it will now be releasing sometime in the fall of 2021. In fact, because of the issue Cyberpunk 2077 is currently having, especially on base PlayStation 4s and Xbox Ones, there's been a heavy push this week for fans to get Microsoft and 343 Industries to can the previous generation versions of Infinite. But that's a conversation we'll save until next week. Netflix continues to invest in gaming properties as this past week, they announced a new Sonic the Hedgehog 3D animated series alongside Sega, Wild Brain and Man of Action Entertainment. It's scheduled to premiere sometime in 2022. I am looking forward to this. I was a huge fan of the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons back in the early 90s. I actually still watch them from time to time. They are on both Pluto, which is an app that you can download for free. It's a great free TV app that, uh, oh man, yeah. They have a lot of cool channels. They do a lot of cool things on there. And I, I forget who actually owns it, but uh, it's definitely worth having. And then, of course, on I think it's Stars Family. If you actually still have a cable or satellite subscription, Stars Family plays things like Sonic the Hedgehog, The New Adventures of Super Mario Brothers, Garfield and Friends, and a couple others. They play a lot of old cartoons on that channel, and it's actually really cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Netflix does, though. What they did with Castlevania was really cool, though I never did get around to watching season two yet. And they are obviously investing heavily in gaming properties recently. So we'll see what it ends up becoming. 
We talked about this a little bit in Discord this week, but the Nintendo Switch sold over 1.35 million units in the United States for the month of November 2020, as reported by the NPD Group, which provides statistical information for the gaming industry. This set another milestone as the Switch was the best-selling video game console in the country for a record-breaking 24 consecutive months, eclipsing the sales of both the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series. Yeah, this is huge. Obviously, you know, demand, or I guess I should say supply, wasn't there enough for the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and S. Had there been a plethora of consoles made available, the PS5 and the Xbox Series probably would have sold more than that 1.35 million units, and that is the combination of units between the base Nintendo Switch and the Nintendo Switch Lite. But still, I think if, you know, there would have been 2 million PS5s available in November, all 2 million of those PS5s would have been sold. So the statistical data obviously is hindered a little bit by the production and the pandemic being a thing and not, you know, consoles not being as widely available as they probably should have been. So but congratulations to Nintendo, 24 consecutive months, which is a record. I think they've been setting a record for a few months now, but man, they're still going strong. And I, and I really don't think with the uh, with the supply limited for the PS5 and Xbox series still planned uh, for the next couple months. I have a feeling Nintendo is still going to be the top selling console for the next couple months. Yeah, man, they could even reach 30 consecutive months, which would be crazy. All right. So the big deal last week was obviously the Game Awards. But before we dive into all the announcements and news coming out of the event, let's first give a rundown of all the big winners from the night. Most anticipated game went to Elden Ring. Best esports team went to G2 Esports. Best esports host went to Effie Shocks Deporter. Best esports game went to League of Legends. Best esports event went to League of Legends World Championship 2020. Best esports coach went to Danny Zonic Sorensen. Best esports athlete went to Hio Showmaker Sue. Best debut game went to Phasmophobia. Content Creator of the Year went to Valkyrie. Best Multiplayer Game went to Among Us. Best Sports Racing Game went to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake. Best Sim and Strategy Game went to Microsoft Flight Simulator. Best Family Game went to Animal Crossing New Horizons. Best Fighting Game went to Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Best Role Playing Game went to Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Best Action Adventure Game went to The Last of Us Part 2. Best Action Game went to Hades. The award for Best Innovation and Accessibility went to The Last of Us Part 2. The award for Best VRAR went to Half-Life Alex. The award for Best Community Support went to Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. The award for Best Mobile Game went to Among Us. Best Indie Game Award went to Hades. Best Ongoing Game Award went to No Man's Sky. The Games for Impact Award went to Tell Me Why. The award for Best Performance went to Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. The award for Best Audio Design went to The Last of Us Part 2. The award for Best Score in Music went to Final Fantasy VII Remake. The award for Best Art Direction went to Ghost of Tsushima. The award for Best Narrative went to The Last of Us Part 2. The award for Best Game Direction went to The Last of Us Part 2. And the granddaddy of them all, the award for Game of the Year, went, of course, as everything else did tonight, to The Last of Us Part 2. If you missed the Game Awards last week, be sure to hop on over to YouTube.com forward slash Games to watch the event alongside myself and Dan, who reacted to the entire thing live. And, of course, tune in on December 28th, as we announced earlier on in the show, for our own Level Down Games Awards 2020, celebrating 
seeing everything that happened during this horrendous year. <laughs> and that will include Cyberpunk 2077 and Super Meat Boy Forever, which uh, launches next week. I know a lot of awards tend to set a cutoff date. We here at Lebanon Games try to include everything that actually does release in that particular calendar year. OK, let's get to the announcements and news from the show. First up, Loop Hero has been announced by publisher Devolver Digital and developer Four Quarters. It'll release on PC sometime in 2021. The Lich has thrown the world into a timeless loop and plunged its inhabitants into never-ending chaos. Wield an expanding deck of mystical cards to place enemies, buildings, and terrain along each unique expedition loop for the brave hero. Recover and equip powerful loot for each class of hero for their battles and expand the survivors' camp to reinforce each adventure through the loop. Unlock new classes, new cards, and devious guardians on your quest to shatter the endless cycle of despair. Century Age of Ashes, a multiplayer dragon battle game, has been announced by Playwing. It'll be a free-to-play release when it launches on PC in February 2021. Customize your dragon, dive into the arena, and compete to become a legendary dragoneer. Burn your enemies and rule the skies. Nintendo revealed the latest fighter to be joining the ranks in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. In another partnership with Square Enix, Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII will be joining the roster later this month as part of the Fighters Pass Volume 2. More information on Sephiroth will be revealed in a video, likely with Daddy Sakurai, this Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. In one of the biggest surprises of the night, if not the biggest overall, a reboot of Perfect Dark has been announced by publisher Microsoft and developer The Initiative. When it releases, which probably is several years away, it'll do so on Xbox Series and PC. Back for Blood, a thrilling cooperative first-person shooter from the creators of critically acclaimed Left 4 Dead, has been announced by publisher Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment and developers Turtle Rock Studios. It'll launch on June 22nd, 2021 for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One and PC. A PC closed alpha test is scheduled to run from December 17th through December 21st. Registration is now available over on the game's official website, backforblood.com. You are at the center of a war against the Ridden. These once human hosts of a deadly parasite have turned into terrifying creatures bent on devouring what remains of civilization. With humanity's extinction on the line, it's up to you and your friends to take the fight to the enemy, eradicate the Ridden, and reclaim the world. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. This game looks dope. And I think all of us here at Level Dunk Games are going to be jumping in and are super excited for this one. The Callisto Protocol, a story-driven single-player survival horror game, has been announced by Striking Distance Studios, a new team led by Dead Space creator Glenn Schofield. It's currently scheduled to release in 2022 for consoles and PC. Set on Jupiter's moon Callisto in the year 2320, the Callisto Protocol is a next-generation take on survival horror. The game challenges players to escape the maximum security Black Iron Prison and uncover its terrifying secrets. A blend of horror, action, and immersive storytelling the game aims to set a new bar for horror and interactive entertainment. Guys, this is the spiritual successor to Dead Space that we have been waiting for. Buy this game, unless, of course, it sucks when it comes out in 2022. <laughs> Open Roads, the next game from the Fulbright Company, creators of Gone Home and Tacoma, has been announced for consoles and PC. It'll be published by Annapurna Interactive and is scheduled to release sometime in 2021. One fine fall day, Tess Divide and her mother Opal discover a cache of old notes and letters carefully stashed away in the attic of their house. Hints of deep-rooted family secrets, decades-old burglaries, a lost treasure somewhere near the Canadian border. What they uncover suggests a much darker mystery, best left well enough alone. But of course, 
that's not going to happen. In Open Roads, Tess and Opal embark on a road trip adventure to explore a series of long-abandoned family properties, unearthing the past as they do so. They'll search the ruins of these places that hold buried memories, things Opal has tried for years to forget. And in this search, they'll discover not just the truth they've been seeking, but each other. This one looks cool. I'm looking forward to it. Developer Z-A-U-M, or Zaum <laughs> announced that Disco Elysium Final Cut will be releasing for PS5, PS4, and PC in March 2021, followed by Xbox Series and Xbox One in the summer. Existing owners of Disco Elysium will receive the Final Cut as a free upgrade. Disco Elysium The Final Cut is the definitive edition of the smash hit RPG. Get even more out of this award-winning open world, you're a detective with a unique skill system at your disposal and a whole city block to carve your path across. Interrogate unforgettable characters, crack murders, or take bribes. Become a hero or an absolute disaster of a human being. Featuring new political vision quests, full voice acting, improved playability, real role-playing, and unprecedented freedom. BioWare continues to confuse coming out of the Game Awards. First of all, they released a new teaser trailer for the upcoming Dragon Age 4, or whatever it ends up being called. While it was a more cinematic style trailer and showed off more than I expected it to, we still really know next to nothing about the supposed next game coming from the studio, which is scary as we move into a new year and we begin to wonder just how far out Dragon Age still really is. To make matters worse, the big one more thing moment of the show to close things out also featured BioWare as they decided to announce the next major installment in the Mass Effect franchise, looking potentially like it takes place sometime after the original trilogy and maybe moving on and forgetting the abomination that was Mass Effect Andromeda. This is not the same thing as the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is releasing in the spring and is remastered versions of the original trilogy games. I honestly am picking those up and playing through them again to, first of all, make different choices and save Miranda this time around because she died in Mass Effect 2 on me last time and I cannot let that happen, but also because it'd be nice if Bioware made maybe tied the game saves into the new one somehow. I'm not going to get my hopes up, though, because Bioware is not the same Bioware that they once were. As we talked about last week with Katie Hudson leaving again, I'm still scared. So we'll see what happens here, though. Two games now in production, and they're still trying to fix Anthem. Who knows? <laughs> Endless Dungeon, a roguelike tactical adventure game set in the award-winning but often lethal Endless Universe, has been announced by publisher Sega and developer Amplitude Studios. It'll release on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC when it's finished. Recruit a team of shipwrecked heroes, plunge into a long-abandoned space station, and protect your crystal against never-ending waves of monsters. Or die trying, get reloaded, and try again. <laughs> Crimson Desert, an open world fantasy MMORPG from the creators of Black Desert Online, has been announced by Pearl Abyss and will launch for consoles and PC sometime in winter 2021. Crimson Desert is a revolutionary open world action adventure that combines elements of narrative driven single player games with online multiplayer functionality. The game is set on the continent of Pywell, a war torn world with many different territories, cities, cultures, and religions. Pywell is a land full of turmoil with many areas, factions, and regions fighting for control. As players progress through the game, events will unfold that will shape the destinies of all involved. This one looks really good. I was super impressed with the graphics. I, I really think this could be an MMO that I could definitely sink my teeth into when it does release. I am going to be keeping a major eye on this one as development moves forward. 
Season, a third-person atmospheric adventure bicycle road trip game, has been announced by Scavenger Studio for PC and PlayStation 5. A release window was not yet revealed. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and let yourself be carried away by the great journey of Season, a third-person atmospheric adventure bicycle road trip game. Through the eyes of a young woman leaving a secluded community, you explore the wider world for the first time. Collect artifacts and memories before a mysterious cataclysm washes everything away. Document, photograph, draw, and record life. Through a solitary bicycle journey, form your own memories, your own vision of the world around you. Your goal? Protect these treasures from being forgotten. Your quest will lead you to discover a new world, unknown yet familiar. You will be immersed in different societies that will make you discover the mysteries of the world of season, a surreal version of the mid-20th century where thousands of years have passed without any progress. Find out what caused the last collapse and what might cause the next one. Sounds cool. I'm really looking forward to it. Hello, everybody. It's Kyle from The Media Files. And if you don't know what The Media Files is, what are you even doing? The Media Files is a pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. Every episode, a special guest and I will be talking about something happening in pop culture, whether it's movies, television, music, books, sports, video games, you name it, we'll talk about it. Subscribe to The Media Files on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you there. Arc 2 has been announced by Studio Wildcard. It'll release sometime in 2022 as a console exclusive for Xbox Series and for PC. Arc 2 stars, of course, Vin Diesel, Russell Crowe, and Gerard Butler, among many other recognizable names. Not even kidding. <laughs> Arc 2 thrusts players into a brutal new world of primitive survival against both beast and man, facing down the ever-present threats of hyper-realistic intelligent dinosaurs, aggressive alien fauna, and the exotic environment of an unearthly planet. Survivors will continue Ark's dramatic eon-spanning story of humankind's evolution in this next-generation sandbox survival experience. Uh, they made this look really good during the trailer, but we'll have to see how it ends up being. I imagine it'll be on Xbox Game Pass when it releases, so I'll probably check it out there. And if it's not when it releases, then it will be eventually, because... I believe the original is. Anyway, Evil Dead, the game, a cooperative and player versus player multiplayer game, has been announced by publisher Saber Interactive and developer Boss Team Games. It'll release on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC sometime in 2021. For the first time ever, the Evil Dead universe comes together in one over-the-top experience starring boomstick brandishing, chainsaw-wielding horror hero Ashley J. Williams. Work together as a team of four survivors, exploring, looting, crafting, managing your fear, and finding key artifacts to steal the breach between worlds. Or take control of the powerful Kandarian demon to hunt Ash and his friends while possessing dead... Deadites. Yeah, deadites. The environment, and even the survivors themselves, as you seek to swallow their souls. You know, after seeing Back for Blood at the beginning of the Game Awards... I, I really wasn't into too many of the other zombie experiences that were presented throughout the show. This one definitely is is probably not going to make my radar. Uh, this next one will, though. Ghost and Goblins Resurrection has been announced by Capcom for the Nintendo Switch. It'll be available via the eShop on February 25th, 2021 for $29.99. A beloved franchise rises again as Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection marks the heroic return of the series, which debuted over 35 years ago, paying homage to Ghost 
ghosts and goblins and ghouls and ghosts, the latest entry combines the franchise's action platforming gameplay with storybook-like graphics and challenging new obstacles. Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection will once again follow the valiant knight Arthur as he runs, jumps, and battles his way through eerie stages set in the Demon Realm, a demonic fantasy world. Arthur must overcome countless ghoulish foes on his quest to rescue the princess from the treacherous grasp of the Demon Lord. Brave knights will need to proceed with extreme caution as terrifying dangers await, including familiar enemies like Zombie, Skeleton Murderer, Pigman, and Red Aramur. This looked really freaking good. And yeah, I'm definitely going to be checking this out. Capcom had uh, had some interesting stuff at the Game Awards. This next one here is crazy. Uh, they also announced Capcom Arcade Stadium for the Nintendo Switch, which is currently scheduled to release also in February 2021 as a free download. It'll feature 1943, the Battle of Midway in that free download. And then 31 additional arcade classics will be available as separate downloadable content packs. Retro fans can then choose to purchase purchase up to three different 10 game packs of Capcom Arcade classics spanning the decades. Each pack celebrates a different era of Capcom Arcade goodness from 80s classics like Bionic Commando or Strider to iconic 90s games like Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo and more. Fans can also choose to purchase the all in pack, which contains all three 10 game packs in addition to the Ghosts and Goblins standalone add on for maximum nostalgia. We'll see how much it ends up being because there's there's a good chance I'm going to want to pick up the entire pack. But again, we'll see how much it ends up being. Publisher Focus Home Interactive and developer Flying Wild Hog have announced Evil West for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. It's currently scheduled to release sometime in 2021. Evil never sleeps, but it does bleed. A dark menace consumes the American frontier. As one of the last agents in a top-secret vampire hunting institute, you are the final line between humanity and a deep-rooted terror that now emerges from the shadows. Rise up to become a Wild West superhero, eradicate the vampire threat, and save the United States. In visceral, explosive combat, unleash hell with your firearms, lightning-fueled gauntlet, and gadgets. Kill bloodthirsty monstrosities in style as a lone hunter or in co-op with a friend. Explore and fight in a narrative-driven campaign while upgrading your weapons and hunting tools. Unlock new perks to evolve your monster-slaying mastery, crafting your own playstyle to defeat the supernatural hordes. So this was kind of like a little zombie-esque because of the, uh, like the vampire hunting-esque thing that was going on there in the trailer. I think it has enough different going on outside of like comparisons to back for blood or anything like that. Plus the setting looked really cool in the wild west and all the evilness and I don't know, it looked really cool. But I do think that uh, this might, might be good. So I, I will be keeping an eye on this. It sounds interesting. Road 96, a procedurally generated road trip game. There was a lot of road trip games at the Game Awards. Has been announced by Digix Art. I think is how you say that. D-I-G-I-X-A-R-T. Digix Art. It'll release for PC sometime in 2021. Summer 1996. Today is the day. You hit the road. Adventure. Freedom. Escape. Run, flee the regime, try to survive. On this risky road trip to the border, you'll meet incredible characters and discover their intertwined stories and secrets in an ever-evolving adventure. But every mile opens up a choice to make. Your decisions will change your adventure, change the people you meet, maybe even change the world. There are thousands of roads across the authoritarian nation of Petria. Which one will you take? 
Road 96 is a crazy, beautiful road trip. The discovery of exciting places and unusual people on your own personal journey to freedom. An ever-evolving story-driven adventure inspired by Tarantino, the Coen brothers, and Bong Joon-ho. Made by the award-winning creators of Valiant Hearts and Memories Retold. And that has me so excited. Valiant Hearts was such an amazing game. Oh my god, that this, this has me excited. Moments of action, exploration, contemplative melancholy, human encounters, and wacky situations. Set against a backdrop of authoritarian rule and oppression, a stunning visual style, a soundtrack filled with 90s hits, and a thousand routes through the game combined so each player can create their own unique stories on Road 96. I'm going to tell you guys, if you don't have Road 96 on your radar now after hearing that, put it on there. This game's going to be great. I, I imagine there will be so many unique stories to tell coming out of this game. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Um, okay, but I think that's coming to the close, actually, of the Sean Waltman Lightning Round. We have one more thing to talk about. And of course, let's close out with a little Xbox Game Pass because Microsoft continues to sweeten that pot. And really, I say it every time we talk about it. If you can't see the value in Xbox Game Pass, I think you're blind. Last week on Friday, Morkrid was added to the service for console and PC. Tomorrow, the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition will be added for console. On Thursday, Among Us gets added on PC. Beholder Complete Edition gets added on console. Code Vein gets added on console. The Dark Pictures Anthology Man of Medan gets added on PC. Monster Train gets added on console. MotoGP 20 gets added on console and PC. Neoverse gets added on console. And Wilmot's Warehouse gets added on console and PC. And then the big news from Sega and Microsoft revealed that the Yakuza Remastered Collection, which includes remastered versions of Yakuza 3, Yakuza 4, and Yakuza 5, will be added for console and PC on January 28th, 2021. And then finally, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, will be added for console and PC on March 25th, 2021. This will mark the entire Yakuza franchise being available to purchase on the Xbox family of consoles and the entire franchise outside of the newest Yakuza Like a Dragon being available on Xbox Game Pass. Though, I fully expect Like a Dragon to also be made available on Game Pass before the end of 2021. I'm not making the official prediction, but you can count on it. I, I really have a strong feeling that game will be available on Game Pass by the end of next year so that is the end of the sean waltman lightning round i hope you enjoyed my rundown of the game awards basically and the a little bit of other news coming outside of it last week but that music right there means we are going to close out with a little kickstart my heart a solo kickstart my heart i can't remember the last time i did a solo one and we're going to talk about a game where you can create and manage your own hell Join Lucifer Corporation and be the first hell manager in Hell Architect, where we get to build and manage your own hell. This game looks absolutely wacky and crazy, and I love it. Let's take a look and see what we have. In Hell Architect, you're playing as, you guessed it, an architect of hell. Your task here is to develop a new prison for lost souls under the watchful eye of Lilith from HR and Frank, our hell manager. You'll not only squeeze as much suffering as you can out of sinners, but also gain the approval of the greatest devils in hell, including Lucifer himself, who will evaluate not only your work, but also your sense of aesthetics and thriftiness. The team is aiming to give players a game that is not only set in the lowest bowels of hell, but also full of good black humor, which you will love, especially if you were an intern in a big corporation. And I, I, I love that because I, I was never actually an intern in a big corporation, but I did work for a big corporation 
and many smaller corporations inside the corporate offices. Uh, I, I am curious to see how this actually ends up playing. It could be so good. Hell Architect, of course, is a city builder game. You play as a hell manager and together with some sinners, you begin the development of nine circles of hell. There are some torture devices given to your disposal, which will help you squeeze some suffering out of every sinful soul. Though you have to keep in mind that in hell, nothing is free, and even these lost souls need to eat, drink, and sleep. If you ignore their comfort levels, not only will you lose your main source of income, but also enable their quick redemption. Are you sure you want to do that? So scrolling through the Kickstarter campaign, some of the gifts, the art style is actually rather appealing. If you if you look at some of the gifts of it in motion, it kind of reminds me a lot of man lemmings, I guess. Yeah, lemmings a little bit, but there's probably some more modern stuff that uh, that I'm not thinking of right now. It is kind of late. But if you keep scrolling through the campaign, you'll come to this area where they show the concept art for some of the torture stuff that you can add to your nine circles of hell. Uh, we'll be able to do things like the Iron Maiden, which it looks like you can customize and, and change how they look. So there's three different versions of the Iron Maiden here, which, of course, is that like body thing where you go in it and it's all spikes. Oh, well, you don't go in it. I mean, no one would willingly go in it unless you're crazy, but they would put you in there to torture you and close it. And it's all like filled with spikes. And it, I mean, it didn't look pleasant. Uh, there's a furnace and there's three different styles of the furnace, a bath of kings, um, which is basically like a boiling cauldron, uh, three different styles of that. Uh, it says, who is in hell? Frank, he'll not only give you a tour of the infernal foyer, but also teach you the ins and outs of management. He's not the one to be trifled with, even if you disobey him. Oh, I'm sorry. If you disobey him or show incompetence, he'll throw you right into the depths of hell. <laughs> Lilith, she's not only beautiful and talented, but also the best HR manager in the business. Apart from a lovely smile worthy of any succubus, she'll make your every professional dream come true. Want vacation? Just remember to file an application 10,000 years in advance. Ah, uh, there's fallen angels, of course, Lucifer's there. The biggest war criminals, Hitler, Stalin, Guevara, and the rest of the well-known criminal bunch. If you wanted to get back at them, now is your chance. No one delivers suffering quite like these guys. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Um, in terms of the soundtrack, it says here some people claim that devils love metal, but there are times when Lucifer prefers classical music or good country music, especially when he is visited by souls all the way from Texas. The person responsible for unsettling music and dropping the bass is Powell Blashock, and I know I always pronounce his last name incorrectly, uh, but this is so fucking exciting to me because he is the composer from The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Uh, he also worked on Dying Light, Dead Island, Call of Juarez. He's done a lot of work with some indie games as well, and and this is the next one. And getting him is is actually a huge get. If you actually listen to the 28 seconds or whatever it is that's available on their Kickstarter campaign, it, it sounds so good. Like, I can't wait to hear what else is in store for the soundtrack. So if you're interested in backing Hell Architect, let's take a look at the actual tiers here and see what the entry tier is for getting a copy of the game. Uh, they do have a $3 tier, which gets you acknowledgement sent by mail, which is actually really fucking cool, uh, and early access to the Hell Architect prologue, expected delivery April 2021. It looks like the... It looks like the cheapest tier to get in for a copy of the game is the $10 tier that gets you acknowledgement sent by mail, uh, wallpapers for your phone and desktop, biblical leaf to censor your photos. That's pretty funny. Credits. I'm assuming that means your name in the credits. Early birds. 
Discord avatar featuring a random devil, a copy of the game, and early access to the Hell Architect prologue. Still estimated delivery of April 2021. Uh, there's 132 left of 500 of those. So that is an early bird. Uh, I Oh, I okay. N- nope, never mind. I thought maybe that was... But then there's another $12 tier that still says early birds. I thought maybe that's why early birds is actually in the, uh, the tier list. But nope. Looks like $10, though, is the cheapest. And Dan... If you're wondering, I'm scrolling here. I'm still scrolling. Uh, It looks like if you wanted, they do have a tier that comes with two keys. It's 32 US dollars and it comes with a bunch of other stuff. Actually, the same stuff as that other one, but you get four wallpaper things, uh, early access to an animated hell architect movie, uh, digital art book, your name on the in-game hall of fame, animated avatar on Facebook, access to the soundtrack, acknowledgements on Woodland game, social media, a letter from hell. That's funny. Uh, two game keys, obviously early access to the hell architect prologue, your own photo with our hell architect filter. That's kind of cool. And a digital cookbook with hellish meals. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I think this one looks pleasantly surprising. They were only looking for 7,831 us dollars. Uh, they've already smashed their goal more than doubled it. 15,438 us dollars, still 13 days to go as a time of recording 730 backers, but we are aiming for some stretch goals. We've already funded several here. Uh, very very cool we've we funded new torture devices we funded additional decorations we've funded new sinners so it looks like the next one that we're coming up here and we'll probably be unlocking in the next two or three days is the fifth circle of hell new demons entering hell and then if we get to the sixth circle artifacts which would be kind of cool the seventh circle would be a nintendo switch port which would be really cool and then the eighth circle would be new scenarios and then the final ninth circle if it can get all the way up to a hundred thousand canadian dollars uh, it says we're adding a demonary so i assume that means like a demon collecting aspect to the game and that would be kind of cool that would be kind of cool go check it out kickstarter.com the name of the game is hell architect all right, but that is going to bring us to the close of the episode this week. I'm sorry it was so different. I'm sorry it probably bored you to tears. I'm sorry that you had to listen to me talk for so long. Feel free to leave nasty reviews like other people have talking about how terrible my laugh is or my voice, whatever you want to do. But for everybody else, thank you so much for sticking with us here at Level Down Games even in these weird episode times. And because I never actually get to close out the show, I don't ever get the final words that often unless there is uh, no winner, which doesn't happen often or on the occasion where there's nobody else on the show. And we're actually going to close out the episode this week with a poem, not a quote from Shel Silverstein titled The Voice. There is a voice inside of you that whispers all day long. I feel that this is right for me. I know that this is wrong. No teacher, preacher, parent, friend, or wise man can decide what's right for you. Just listen to the voice that speaks inside. This episode of the Level Down Games podcast has been brought to you by leveldowngames.com. Please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of where you're listening. If you want more of us, check out youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and make sure you subscribe with notifications on, as well as twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames again with notifications on. 
links to where we can be found on social media, as well as to our Discord server, and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.